0: Support for Yale Cancer Answers is provided by AstraZeneca, committed to providing targeted cancer medicines for patients. When it comes to cancer treatment, one size does not fit all. More information at AstraZeneca-US.com. Welcome to Yale Cancer Answers with Drs. Anish Chagpar, Susan Higgins, and Stephen Gore. I'm Bruce Barber. Yale Cancer Answers is our way of providing you with the most up-to-date information on cancer care by welcoming oncologists and specialists who are on the forefront of the battle to fight cancer. This week, Dr. Chagpar welcomes Yuna Lee for a conversation about improving the quality of health care. Yuna is a Ph.D. candidate in health policy and management at the Yale School of Public Health, and Dr. Chagpar is director of the Breast Center at Smilo Cancer Hospital.
1: So you know, tell me a little bit more about your research and what you've been doing. Sure, so maybe I should take a step back and introduce
2: myself. I am a healthcare management researcher. So what that means is that in my work, I integrate health services research, With insights from management and organizational behavior. And what that means generally is that in all of my work, I study how healthcare organizations can manage their work environments, their team dynamics, healthcare professional dynamics to promote better patient health and care experiences. And I think this is particularly interesting at this time in the industry when we're seeing a lot of policy and system transformation. So I've got a lot of interest in this area, but specifically I focus on how to introduce so I'm really interested in this concept of creativity, which we hear a lot in everyday life and in other industries, but I'm really looking at exploring it specifically in the healthcare organisational space. And you've caught me at a good time. I just defended my dissertation yesterday, so I'm at the culminating point of my PhD. Uh, it's been, I've been sort of working in a haphazard way to this point for many, many years. Um, and I plan to continue uh, sort of developing a research agenda on this work in the future.
1: And so congratulations uh, on your PhD dissertation. Thank you. Maybe you can tell us a little bit more about what work you did and, and what you found in your in your research. Sure. So...
2: The concept of creativity, I was originally inspired by this notion that actually, as you can probably tell from my accent, I'm not from this country, I'm from Australia, and what I... um I moved to the States 10 years ago, first of all, to do my MPH here at Yale. And what I've always loved about America is this sort of embrace of new of newness, novelty, improvement, and this sort of desire to continue to evolve and regenerate and always sort of look towards new possibilities. And that's very much been a conversation that we've been having in healthcare, in the industry writ large, in the US and abroad, for quite some time. Uh, and I thought that uh, perhaps something that we don't look at in too much research detail is what is the starting point for innovation. Mm -hmm. So the definition of creativity is the generation of novel and useful ideas. And um, I've had quite a bit of experience in the healthcare industry as a practitioner before this. And I also have been sort of studying healthcare management at the undergraduate and master's levels before coming to do my PhD. So I've been interested in this concept that actually healthcare organizations are already thriving uh, organizational spaces for creativity and the generation of potentially promising innovation. So I was really interested in understanding what goes on in healthcare organizations in this process where we can actually improve from within the organization listening to healthcare professionals who already in their everyday practice, come up with many really interesting, important, promising and potentially useful ideas to improve patient care um, in their day-to-day practice. So how can we create organisational environments where we can learn to find these ideas? So that was the intention. Um, What happens with a dissertation is that you have to sort of take a broad uh, motivation and a broad problem that you see in the industry and translate it into something that's measurable and easily conceptualized and that can contribute to the research fields that you find yourself in. So. As a healthcare management researcher, I'm kind of at the intersection of health services research, also the business research and so forth, so I'm being informed by a lot of uh, disciplines. And in my work, I was able to apply a couple of the techniques for measuring creativity in organizations from other industries Two healthcare organizations. Mm -hmm. So my approach for my PhD specifically was I worked with a real-life creative healthcare organization for several years. I brought together several forms of data, so some organizational, some patient data, some to do with the experience of staff, the experience of communicating between staff and in teams and so forth brought that together to basically start to understand the dynamics of what it means to foster creativity in organizations, what happens to ideas when healthcare staff get together and discuss quality improvement, and then what happens to the most creative of those ideas. Do they get implemented, do they survive, do they fail, do they get rejected, and then eventually how does that impact outcomes that we care about? So in my work, I focused specifically on patient care experiences, uh, how patients feel about um, their sort of journey through the healthcare system and what could be improved in those interactions.
1: Yeah. You know, right now, Mm -hmm. this whole concept of quality improvement, Mm -hmm. patient experience is really critical. And a lot of a lot of providers, a lot of administrators of large healthcare organizations are really paying attention yes. to those those metrics. Yes. But many people feel that, you know, while there is an impetus to be creative and to be innovative and to Mm -hmm. think about how we can do things better, that oftentimes these institutions are old and stodgy and get stuck in their own way of doing things. So what did you find? How were institutions able to generate new ideas, Mm -hmm. and what did happen to those ideas? Dr. Chagpa, that's a great question. In
2: terms of framing, what is really the challenge for healthcare organizations? we really face a tension in this industry where the nature of healthcare is that we're really trying to protect patients, we're protecting their safety, we're trying to minimise risk. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, in this country, we're facing this gap in quality. We, we're we not where we want to be, despite significant efforts and despite significant, imp- really, investment um, in quality improvement. And so we're seeing that we have this tension between wanting to improve our quality wanting to improve but also want understanding that sometimes in healthcare we have a rep- we have a responsibility towards things like standardization risk reduction checklists clinical pathways and so forth and when you think about what creativity does in many ways that's asking you to take a risk on something that has uncertain effectiveness and also to disrupt the way that we do things so what i found in my work was actually i imp- i I empirically studied this healthcare organisation that was, through a particular quality improvement initiative, over a long period of time generating ideas within um, the organisation and then trying to implement them over time. And I found that actually this process of implementing high creativity ideas was associated with a better patient care experience, Mm -hmm. which is really that elusive thing that many healthcare organisations are trying to move towards. So that was really intriguing, but paradoxically what I found also was that those high creativity ideas were also less likely to be implemented. I anticipated that there may be resistance to implementation of these potentially risky and disruptive ideas, and indeed that's what I found in my research and in my data. But what I also found was that it's not a a hopeless situation, that there are actually really behavioural dynamics and aspects about the staff that are involved in that process that can steer this ship off course. So, for example, one of the first findings was that um, there were characteristics of the person that was implementing these creative ideas that made all the difference. So, for example, if a person was considered as um, being in the organisation for longer, if they were considered more influential in their social network, and and if they... Had more um, more time in the organisation, they basically were considered as ha- as having a higher status, and those, and also if they had more collaborative relationships, they were able to sort of um, uh, push forward those high creativity ideas and get them implemented. What I also found was that those are the characteristics of someone who could push an idea through the gauntlet to get it implemented. But those who were generating creative ideas were often those people that were maybe a little bit more on the periphery. Mm -hmm. So newer staff to the organisations, the professional roles of a medical assistant or a behavioural health provider and... um, those who had been at the organisation for a shorter amount of time were actually those and those who are actually more frustrated with the work. So those who had lower satisfaction scores, those were the people that were actually generating the creative ideas. So it was really interesting to think about what are those dynamics that are prompting people to engage in quality improvement and specifically generating these high creativity ideas that are trying to
1: improve current practice to something different and possibly better. Uh, so, so, tell me more about the impact of the organizations because mm-hmm. you can imagine that individuals yes. can come up with really creative ideas sure, particularly sure. if they're particularly frustrated mm-hmm. and they they come up with an idea of I can do this better I mm-hmm. have an idea mm-hmm. and this will make life better Sure, but that may be less likely to be adopted because yeah. as you say they're on the fringe, they haven't been there as long sure. but the people who have been there longer while they can push through an idea mm-hmm. it may not be the most creative idea yeah and so did you find that there were aspects of the organizational culture the leadership of the culture that could foster or give credence Mm -hmm. to the weight of some of the creative ideas of some of the people on the periphery um, that that helped to balance things out or
2: yes no I, I did so as you correctly pointed out what I found in my first two um, papers actually was looking really at the characteristics of people. so sometimes that's not always the most actionable strategy to identify someone who is more is more creative or more likely to implement. I mean from a actionable perspective that might be helpful for an organization because they can Identify champions, or they could identify people that have a high potential for creativity, and they can create ways for those people to be more engaged and involved in quality improvement initiatives. But from the other side, as you were mentioning, there's something to be said about creating an environment where those people with promising ideas who might not be who might not usually think of themselves as traditional people to be called on for quality improvement have that opportunity. So one, uh, the last paper that I. developed for my dissertation actually looked at the tactics that leaders can do to promote the kinds of creative outcomes that they're looking for. And so I basically compared different types of tactics that leaders commonly employ in organizations one of them was brainstorming time one was setting meeting ground rules at the beginning of team formation to make sure you set the right tone and culture within the group and the final one was this approach which i hadn't really heard of where teams at the end of every meeting reflect upon the process of the meeting that's just occurred Mm -hmm. talk about what they thought What went well what they could do better and they give themselves a rating out of 10 and think about how they could work together from a process perspective Mm -hmm. better in the future so i found that there are actionable things that leaders can do to promote creative creative ideas being generated implemented and also looking at how the process of teamwork to foster creativity can work in an optimal way over time but further than that I think there's also room to think about things like mentoring programs and actually creating initiatives where basically staff can feel empowered to solicit, to be solicited for their ideas and also to speak up with those ideas. Mm -hmm. Certainly one thing uh, we hear about a lot in my research but also working in healthcare organizations is you hear of all the time of oh it was fabulous this person had these great ideas but it was sort of that staff member or that care professional on their own it's not something necessarily that is organizational wide. So we're really looking at opportunities for uh, organizations to pick out those ideas,
1: and then make them organizational-wide initiatives. Fantastic. Well, I can't wait to learn more about all of these initiatives. But first, we have to take a short break for a medical minute. Please stay tuned to hear more from Miss Una Lee. Support for Yale
0: Cancer Answers is provided by AstraZeneca, a global science-led biopharmaceutical business committed to bringing to market targeted oncology medicines that address unmet needs. More information at astrazeneca-us.com. The American Cancer Society estimates that there will be over seventy-five thousand new cases of melanoma in the U.S. this year, with over a thousand of these patients living in Connecticut. While melanoma accounts for only about four percent of skin cancer cases, it causes the most skin cancer deaths. When detected early, however, melanoma is easily treated and highly curable. Clinical trials are currently underway at federally designated comprehensive cancer centers, such as Yale Cancer Center and its Milo Cancer Hospital, to test innovative new treatments for melanoma. The goal of the Specialized Programs of Research Excellence in Skin Cancer, or SPORE, grant is to better understand the biology of skin cancer with a focus on discovering targets that will lead to improved diagnosis and treatment. This has been a Medical Minute brought to you as a public service by Yale Cancer Center and Smilo Cancer Hospital at Yale New Haven. More information is available at YaleCancerCenter.org.
1: Welcome back. This is Dr. Anise Chagpar, and I'm joined tonight by my guest, Yuna Lee. We're talking about creativity and this whole concept of how you can really use creativity to improve the quality of healthcare in healthcare organizations. Now, Yuna, right before the break, you were telling us about. Really, process measures—things mm-hmm. that leaders do sure. uh, in organizations—and your work to really see whether these could help people to come up with innovative ideas, creative ideas, implement those ideas. Sure. And you mentioned a few tactics. Yes. What did you find? Did you find that these tactics worked? I mean, are these yes. things that we should be implementing in our healthcare teams? Sure. So. I think that I was really surprised
2: by my work on leadership to discover that different tactics promote different aspects of creativity, which may actually be useful for organizations because not all organizations have the same goal. Mm-hmm. So for example, I found that the tactic of brainstorming time, so where the leader actually carved out time in meeting minutes um in the meeting to rapidly ideate on a certain topic was associated with very high creativity, very very high creative ideas, rapid implementation and less discussion on the idea itself but sort of a lot of discussion on the logistics. So there might be something about getting people together and really focusing on ideating while suspending judgment and criticism, Mm -hmm. basically allowing people to share radical wild ideas without being too worried about owning an idea um, that might be kind of freeing and may be helpful for organizations that are really seeking disruptive change and kind of quickly who want to who sort of see that their existing approaches may be insufficient and they're really looking at something that's improving but different to what we have before. Mm -hmm. And in contrast, I found that the other significant result was that this intense tactic of reflecting together as a group on process, which was a very long-term tactic. It required a lot of shared identity in the group, it required the group to really, um, put their egos aside and work together as, a, as a, a group together and where they owned the process. This was associated with not necessarily creative ideas, but ideas that were implemented and ideas that kind of took a long time to be implemented. So these were ideas that sustained long conversations over many weeks, sometimes over months. And these conversations were very analytical. These ideas evolved slowly over time. And so... This type of tactic, for example, may be more useful for organizations that really want to unpack a complicated problem, that really want to not necessarily have a quick high creativity solution, but really have to understand the edges and understand how to implement something and understand something that requires a lot of detail. Mm -hmm. So those might be two different kinds of processes that require different tactics from a leadership perspective. And I think it's important to note that leaders face so many different kinds of challenges during their day, and they have to be sort of thoughtful about how they want their team to be positioned to... Provide that participation and to provide the kinds of ideas that may be useful for
1: that particular problem. Mm -hmm. So, when I think about healthcare organizations now Mm -hmm. and a lot of the problems that they're facing, I mean, particularly in the current healthcare climate, where, you know, whether you're a hospital CEO or you're a physician in private practice, you are looking down the pike and thinking, how do I provide the highest quality of care for the lowest? Costs yes. with the best patient outcomes, the highest patient satisfaction, and oh, by the way, how can I start thinking about population health? Yes, uh, which will be, you know, the other leg to this mm-hmm. stool. Yes, and so there's a lot of complex ideas, which will be, in my view, a radical change yes. from how healthcare has been practiced in the past, where yes. it was, I provide a service, I get paid for the service um which seems to lack some of that creativity mm-hmm. that you were talking about in terms of how to change outcomes and how to think about healthcare care in a unique way yes so, did you find in your research that as you looked at organizations generating these creative ideas and starting to implement creative ideas, that they could really impact those outcomes? And were there factors that were associated with how successful they were yes. uh, in doing that?
2: So the the fundamental um first result of my research that really laid the foundation for me to be able to sort of go down this path was that I found that there was a positive and significant association between the implementation of high creativity ideas in these organisations and improved patient experiences. And so this initial work and an We used um, a survey that is commonly used in all healthcare organisations around the country called CAPS. Uh, This is sort of a valid and and reliable way of measuring patient care experiences. This was very promising to understand that something within organisations and something that the healthcare staff are doing could actually be followed through with and be felt at the patient level. And Mm -hmm. that's really the connection that we're trying to think about as healthcare management researchers and also of course everyone working within the healthcare system. How do we manage a very complex organisation that has so many parts? As you say quality involves the clinical aspects, it also involves patient care experiences the organization that we all work in um, is ambidextrous. There needs to be this element of flexibility, but there also need to be this element where we're learning from evidence and past experiences and so forth. So we both need to be able to integrate the information and the evidence of what we've learned in the past and integrate clinical expertise, scientific expertise, technological innovation. But then we also have to pay attention to the more human aspects of care, which is what I find really interesting. Mm -hmm. My previous role before I came to the PhD was as working in the chief operating officer's office at the New York City Health Department and managing what seemed to be a, a very large budget and looking at sort of the finances, operations and so forth, I marveled at how much failure or success in terms of initiatives at the public health as well as at the healthcare level um, from the patient or citizen's um, perspective mattered so much to do with how people relate to one another Mm -hmm. in organisations. And so you could see how relationships at the CEO level, at the administrative level and so forth, you really had to attend to things like social networks, organisational behaviour, culture, coordination, integration, relationships between organisations. So there needs to be this balance between science and and the human elements, and right. all of those are really the responsibility of everyone in the healthcare industry today because of the rapidity of change and the complexity that we face every day. I think that when we often think of healthcare innovation, we think of things in biomedicine and we think of technologies, electronic medical record, we think of... S- of these, uh, these innovations being sourced from Silicon Valley or labs and so forth. But if you want to just to illustrate an example, it- A common innovation is obviously the electronic medical record, but an example of a quality improvement innovation may be all those aspects of care delivery around that electronic medical record that may enable healthcare staff and patients to more appropriately interact and meaningfully use that electronic medical record. So simply the product um, or the invention or the technology itself isn't really sufficient. It's, I'm really interested in those creative ideas that will enable the care delivery system to work in an all more optimal way that takes into account the relationships between healthcare providers patients and their t- patients and their families within the organizational context and obviously then we think about the system how healthcare organizations relate to other related organizations that provide healthcare and public health so i'm really looking basically at the care delivery Mm -hmm. innovations and quality improvement innovations. And these are happening all the time in healthcare organizations on the front lines. There have been so many efforts to quality improvement in healthcare organizations. We have the rise of the patient experience department, for example, in healthcare organizations. It's just that there's been less focus on articulating creativity in this realm as being an important and valuable sort of effort Mm -hmm. Um, and there's certainly been not very much research in this area. I was not able to find not even one published paper that empirically looked at creativity Mm. in healthcare organisations so that's really what I'm trying to do with my research here.
1: The other thing that I think touches on your research and I'd be really curious to see if you looked at this is mm-hmm. this whole idea of physician and staff engagement oh, absolutely um, that so many healthcare organizations these days are really kind of trying to battle because yes. how engaged your workforce sure. is uh, really dictates how well they work together and yes. how well they deliver care to to patients. Did you look at that and what you find?
2: So that was a really interesting sort of byproduct of this of this work and that's really what I'd like to get into next mm-hmm. um, as I push forward this research. I think what many people, many organisations don't realise is that engaging healthcare staff in quality improvement and in the development of quality improvement innovation has this wonderful aspect of engaging healthcare staff. And it's a really an arena where healthcare organisations can think and say, When we think about healthcare professionals and why they're enticed to go into the field in the first place, often they have these really important sort of meaningful intentions for why they enter the field. And something about the way that healthcare has evolved has sometimes made the nature of work quite oppressive. Mm -hmm. It means that you often don't have any opportunities for expression of improvement or... uh, flourishing, or if you have an idea, there isn't a place for you to submit it, or if you have an idea of how to shape things in a way that's sort of more empathetic or respectful for the patient, there's just not that time or that opportunity to sort of explore that. So quality improvement, I think, is an area where we really can utilize these spaces and opportunities for improvement organizational wide by engaging healthcare staff, physicians, nurses, medical assistants, and so forth to really partner with the organizations. And I really see it as a win-win mm-hmm. because people, when they're asked for their opinion, I really think that it it is, it makes so much sense to actually
1: ask the people who are doing the work of patient care. Right. And I think that, you know, I think we've seen this uh, in in healthcare organizations, in other organizations, um, and even in in the populace. Sure. The idea of ground up, yes, of of grassroots efforts, of mm-hmm. of the swelling of ideas from from the bottom up, rather than the. The uh, autocracy sure. uh, of of the top down, and I wonder whether you looked at mm-hmm. that and and the impact mm-hmm. that the different organizational cultures have, right. simply on creativity. If you are in a uh, bottom up mm-hmm. uh, kind of organization, do you find that those are are more creative mm-hmm. than those that are more top down? Well, I only looked at organisations that are very
2: creative from the bottom up. Mm -hmm. So I don't have that note of comparison. But I will say that I don't think, I I think many organisations are cognisant that creativity isn't appropriate everywhere. Mm -hmm. It's really appropriate in certain conditions and really a place where healthcare staff can uniquely opine on improvement is in areas where they have a unique understanding of work processes and problems and aspects of service delivery because they're right there with the patient customizing individual care.
0: Yunoli know, Lee is a PhD candidate in health policy and management at the Yale School of Public Health. If you have questions, the address is at yale.edu and past editions of the program are available in audio and written form at yalecancercenter.org. I'm Bruce Barber reminding you to tune in each week to learn more about the fight against cancer here on WNPR, Connecticut's public media source for news and ideas.